0: Taylor Decker, uh, Mr. 100 Games in a Lions uniform, is on the other end of the line on the Mitch Album program. Hello, Taylor. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Congratulations to you. Appreciate that. I asked you uh, at the press conference afterwards what you remembered of game number one, and you had a pretty funny response. You remember what you said? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that I had to pee a lot because I was playing <laughs> against Robert Mathis. Yeah. And I, I asked you, that. are
0: are you still peeing as much? And you said, no, you don't pee as much anymore.
1: <laughs> no, no. I mean, you go from one to 100, and you just gain a lot more confidence along the way. Um, not everything is necessarily so new. You're always going to see new guys every single year with the draft and stuff like that. But, you know, you just you do something that much, you become a lot more confident. Wow.
0: Well, you can hear in your voice when they gave you the game ball how much – all of this means, but particularly the part that you are now doing it with a winning team, right. a team that has the second-best record in all of football. And you you spoke very eloquently, I thought, about what it was like to be here when all you could be was angry, you know, <laughs> like the fans yeah. were angry well you were angry.
1: Talk about that
0: anger and what that anger does to you.
1: Um, well, first I would like to say that, like, as a player no matter what you're doing you are what your record says you are um because it's a team sport and ultimately the wins and losses is what's going to matter um so when we're losing it just became exhausting to just feel like a loser um because like i said it doesn't matter what you do individually that's right. what you are because right. it's a team sport so you know I, I i found myself getting really wrapped up in that because it didn't seem like we were making any progress it seemed like we were making kind of digging ourselves into a deeper hole. And I'm like, man, I don't even know where to start. And um, I was kind of looking at the big picture and not necessarily just focusing on um, what I could do day to day. And uh, I said in the beyond piece that I'm kind of embarrassed in hindsight that I let myself get to that. But once I was able to kind of hit the reset button, it was kind of refreshing and revitalizing because if you can just get small victories every single day, then you start to feel like a winner. And then that kind of snowballs.
0: Did uh, you ever have a point in 100 games where that losing and that same old Lions mantra that you would always hear around the city got to a point where you thought maybe maybe I'd be better off playing in another city?
1: Uh, Never. Um, And I think that's why it weighed so heavily on me because um, when I was drafted, Bob Quinn said to me, he said, you should be here for the next 10 to 15 years, no questions asked. Um, and I take a lot of pride in the fact that this organization, they, they picked me. Um, you know, they were like, we want to bring you in because we think that you can be an asset to, to bring positive change to this franchise. Um, and, uh, you know, I said it in that, in that beyond piece as well, that even when you feel like quitting, you, you just can't, like, I just think quitting and taking the easy way out is a little too accepted these days. Um, and that's just not who I am at my core. So. You know, never once was I going to quit or, you know, try and uh, trying to get out of here. Uh-huh. I, I kind of took this city on and I'm going to I'm going to kind of see that to the to the grave of my career.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, just so that people understand what Taylor Decker has endured. Remember, 2016, if I remember correctly, so was your, yeah. this, when you were drafted, right? That was your first yep. year. So, yep. Calvin Johnson had just left the team. That's how long ago that was. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he retired in 2015. We still hadn't gotten to the Jim Bob Cooter era or uh, Daryl Bevel era. Uh, Matt Patricia hadn't gotten right. here yet. Right. Uh, and uh, there were so many people who came through who were well meaning,
1: mm-hmm. but just not just successful. Not doing it. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. Mitch, we did the taste of, I don't know, Taylor, you remember this, we did the, when you first got here, we did that Taste of the Lions thing, we did the show for them, me, me you, and Mitch. We got it to over to the Field. Yep. And we were talking about, didn't you live in a town, or grew up in a town right off I-75? Ohio, yeah. Yep. yep what, yeah, and you south. talked about the town from coming up coming up 75. I just remember that for the first time. Wide-eyed rookie. Ready to talk about I-75? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. About three hours south. I mean, family's close. So, I mean, the, the Detroit's been something that, no I I watched all the games growing up. Yeah. I'd seen them play on Thanksgiving, so it uh it's it's close to home.
0: Well, the fact that you played at Ohio State and still had enough courage to come <laughs> up and play in this state just shows just shows the hey, kind hey, of bravery hey, that hey, you yes. have. Yes. And of course yeah, to be I, kinda, a... <laughs> I was
1: I was walking into the Lions den on that one, but yes. uh, you know, I, will say, yes. I will say that the uh the fans, you know, maybe begrudgingly at first, they have accepted me with open arms and you know, I tell people all the time I'm like I've played twice as many games in the NFL for the Lions than I ever did for Ohio State. Right. So you're more well, you're more a, a
0: you're more a Michigander than a, <laughs> than Ohioan at this point. I guess yes. So I guess Football so. Life. And how good does it feel now to be on this? It's not just a winning team because you know you've been on a team. I, I think. Well, I don't know, since 2016. The Lions ever start better than four and one? Is this the best start since you've been here? I, yeah.
1: Uh, off the top of my head, probably. It was one I mean, year they went, yeah. five, year they and, went five and, five and, and zero, and then they ended up over eleven or something. Yeah, yeah. okay,
0: but but yeah. it's not just that you're four and one; it's that it feels like you're good enough to be five and eight oh. and two <laughs> and uh, and and twelve and four. I mean, it just feels like something that's going to be able to go on throughout the season. You're, you're not fluking your way to wins here. I think Sunday was a pretty good proof of that. Yeah. How good does that feel after? all the years that you were here where you you you, you might have lost a game like sunday
1: yeah i mean i think that's that's the big thing is like um as a competitor you're always going to be able to go out there and be ready to compete but you don't know what the pulse of the team necessarily is going to be um you know no matter what it is the big games you can get up for those but you know we knew the the panthers were coming in here looking to kind of you know spoil what we had going on so to have a team that wants to go out there and answer the bell, no matter if you're playing at 1 o'clock on Sunday or if you're playing the primetime game, and you really feel like the guys want to go out there and dominate. And I would say that's a testament to to Dan and Brad with the coaching staff and the type of players they've brought in because there's good athletes everywhere, but you need to get people that fit personality-wise and with the culture. Um, and we just have, we have those guys that want to go in there every single day and they want to work and they, and they want to represent for the city in the proper way.
0: One thing you've had fair consistency on is you've been you've been blocking only for two quarterbacks uh, because Matthew Stafford was here all those years. And now Jared Goff. What's the difference between those two?
1: Hmm. I mean, that'd be kind of a hard question for me to answer, because when I came into the league, I was kind of a young, you know, green behind the ears rookie. So having a veteran quarterback, I was able to learn a lot. just seeing him as a professional and how he performs and how he, you know, uh, goes about his preparation as a quarterback. So I think just as a professional, I was able to learn a lot from him. And, uh, you know, to this day, a ton of respect for that guy. You know, he's I, I love him to death, and I wish him all the success in the world. Um, and then the thing about Jared that's just been kind of mind-boggling, um, impressive would be, man, everybody wanted to see him fail. Um, he yeah. got traded here, and I felt like every, nobody wanted to see him be successful. And and he just kind of overcame all of those odds. Oh, and if you were just to talk to him one on one, you would never know that that's going on. Yeah. So like his demeanor and how he was able to kind of kind of yeah. carry that burden of, of people just wanting to see him fail and then succeeding in spite of them. Yeah, I mean that's that's super impressive. super impressive, especially at the quarterback yeah. position. Which one's the neatest in the locker room? <laughs> Which one's the what? Neatest. Oh, I, I, Jared locker's on the opposite end of the locker room. And they don't let the quarterback sit with the offensive lineman. Are <laughs> no you kidding?
0: Yeah. Well, congratulations to you, Taylor. It's a, it's quite an accomplishment. We wanted you to just say it on the air. Great. We hope there's another 100 mm-hmm. to come. I appreciate that, guys. I hope so, too. Taylor Decker from the Detroit Lions, 760 WJR.